This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, January 14th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. Many city governments are clamoring for streetcars, the slow, fixed-route transit system that really isn't designed for commuters. And they might not want it if it weren't for so many millions promised by the feds to get those projects off the ground. Randall O'Toole, a senior fellow at the Cato Institute, comments. Well, in 2004, Congress passed a bill that offered cities up to $75 million to build small transit projects. And the purpose of the bill was to promote streetcars. However, the Bush administration said that cities could only get money for streetcars if they were more cost effective than buses, which they aren't. They cost four times as much as buses per passenger or per vehicle mile. Uh, So the Obama administration has proposed to change those rules. So now city after city across the country is jumping on the streetcar bandwagon, trying to get their applications in order so that when the the cost-effectiveness rules are changed. They can apply for $75 million to build streetcar lines, that are many of which are going to cost $200, $250 million or more. Uh, and that means it's going to impose huge costs on, on local taxpayers as well as the federal taxpayers. And they're not really going to do anybody any good except for the people who build them. Now, buses are highly modular. You can move them into whatever routes you want. They use regular streets. Are streetcars different in that respect? Well, the the problem with streetcars is that the rails are so expensive that you end up building this fixed line, and if you want to add to it, it takes many years and tens of millions of dollars per mile uh, to increase the length of the line. Buses are flexible. They can go anywhere, and they're much larger. Uh, Interestingly, a a 66-foot long streetcar only has 30 to 35 seats on it. You can get a 40-foot bus that has 40 seats, or you can get a 40-foot double-decker bus that has 80 seats, takes less road space, is more maneuverable, and it can go anywhere the streets go, not just where the rails go. How useful are streetcars as actual modes of transportation? I know that a lot of cities have tried to sell light rail and other sort of, I guess, in some ways, vanity projects to making the argument that these are for commuters. Buses certainly are. And how well do streetcars hold up as actual modes of transportation for people trying to get to and from work? Well, we can look at Portland, Oregon, which opened up a streetcar line in 2001, and it's a downtown streetcar line. And since opening the streetcar line, the number of people who take transit to work downtown has declined. Uh, So it hasn't enhanced transit ridership for downtown commuters. Uh, the, the idea that the rail advocates promote is that trains or rails have an advantage, that people will ride rail vehicles where they won't ride buses because buses are supposedly only for low-income people. Well, that's just a lot of hype. The, the reality is, is that you can make a luxury bus that will attract uh, first-class riders. You can have a, a variety of buses for a variety of different riders. Uh, with streetcars, they end up being... Uh, a very limited range of, of rides because most people are going to end up, end up having to stand because there's so few seats on a streetcar. And some cities have actually dressed up buses in a way to look like streetcars, haven't they? Well, they have. And the interesting thing is even the Obama administration's uh, director in charge of the Federal Transit Administration, Peter Rogoff, has said trains are very expensive. Paint is cheap. Uh, just paint a bus Uh, and call it a a special color and call it a special bus and you'll get as many new transit riders as if you build an expensive rail line. And yet he's handing out money to cities like Atlanta and and 
Dallas and Cincinnati to build expensive streetcar lines. The streetcars, I consider it an urban intelligence test. Uh, Streetcars in 1890 went an average of eight miles an hour, uh, and the first automobiles went an average of eight miles an hour. Today we can drive 80 miles an hour, and streetcars are still going eight miles an hour. So why should we spend hundreds of millions of dollars putting this eight-mile-an-hour behemoth in the middle of our cities uh, when they're actually going to obstruct traffic more than they're going to uh, relieve congestion? Now, the the rails that typically streetcars use, they run smack down the middle of the street, right? Typically, they they run in the streets, right? The the difference between light rail and streetcars is that streetcars are always in the streets. Light rail sometimes has an exclusive right-of-way. Uh, the, the St. Louis light rail is, always has an exclusive right-of-way, so it's never interfering with streetcar traffic. But St. Louis wants to build a streetcar because it's not enough that they have a light rail line that has actually led to a decline in transit ridership because the rails are so expensive that they've cannibalized their bus system to pay for it. They actually have to have another rail line that clogs up the downtown city streets. What other cities have been pushing for this? Well, there's cities all over the country, San Antonio, El Paso, Anaheim. Anaheim wants to build one to Disneyland's doorstep, thinking that this will somehow make Disneyland more attractive. And, of course, Disneyland is happy to have taxpayers pay hundreds of millions of dollars to build a streetcar line because it means they might have to run a few fewer buses. Uh, But buses are cheap. San Antonio wants to build one, and they want to spend about $250 million and get their $75 million from the federal government. Uh, and yet it's going to clog up streets that are already uh, congested and, and not solve any problems. Randall O'Toole is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. His latest book, American Nightmare, is available at cato.org.